Washington's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Just love watching Patrick Mahomes, the touchdown, the Chiefs score here, a four-yard touchdown pass to Jarek McKinnon, but Mahomes flushed out of the pocket, going to his right, fakes a throw to the end zone. It looks like he's going to run and then sort of cocks the ball again, gives it a little shake, reloads quickly in a sidearm throw between a couple defenders for the touchdown. The guy is an absolute magician. Good game so far tonight. 10-7 Chargers leading the Chiefs with 9.47 left in the first half. Chargers got a good quarterback of their own. That's a uh, game between two teams, 1-0, and oh, coming into this one. Blue Jays played this afternoon. They lost 11-0 to Tampa Bay. Golden Bears football tomorrow at Calgary. Bears are 1-1. One one. Calgary's 0-2. Earlier, we had Edmonton Huskies head coach Jeff Tobert on the show with his memories of uh, specialist coach Neil McLean, who tragically passed away earlier this week. The Huskies will play JP Bowl on uh, Sunday at 1. Sunday at 1. They're going to be taking on the Calgary Colts. Both teams are 2-2. Two and two. And the uh, Edmonton Wildcats looking for their first win of the season. Also Sunday at 1 against the Winnipeg Rifles. That's at Emerald, uh, Emerald Hills Regional Park in Sherwood Park. And, of course, the Edmonton Elks will try to get into the win column, a place they have uh, not been often over the last two and a half seasons. Tomorrow night, as they visit the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and Dave Campbell is there to cover that game. First of all, Dave, uh, I got to thank you again because uh, you were pitching the idea of this week of of having someone on to remember Coach Neil McLean. And uh, I mean, an amazing life, an amazing coach, gone far too soon. Really emotional interview with uh, Jeff Tobert earlier in the show. Yeah, Jeff just, uh, you know, hard on his sleeve and uh, you just can hear the impact of what uh, Neil had on Jeff. And I think that's representative of the impact he had on many, many other people and uh, just a great football coach, but just a great person and someone that just valued uh, minor football, valued kids. You know, I, I got to see him, you know, once a year for uh, for a little while when I was uh, working down at Santa's Anonymous and uh, on our delivery day and just, uh, you know, helping out drivers about what they need to bring and, and lineups and things of that nature. And, you know, the Huskies would come down and they would be porters and the porters would be the ones that would help take the bags to uh, the vehicle, take uh, bags of all the presents. And Neil was helping to coordinate all that. And I would say, hi, how you doing? That sort of thing. And of course, you know, we've had Ian on this show and we know Ian, uh, you know, you know, fairly well, and for the last number of years. So uh, when I heard the news, it was just one of those. Am I reading this correctly? And you just don't want to believe it. Uh, Neil McLean was a was a, just a beautiful person and a great football coach and just a great man. And uh, I'm really happy that Jeff was uh, uh, agreed to come on the show tonight and uh, you know um, and share some stories and share the impact of Neil McLean. And he had so much impact on so many people's lives, as you heard Jeff speak about. Yeah, well said, Dave, for sure. All right, so the Elks play the Riders tomorrow. I was just double-checking. As you and I know, this uh, this stretch here is one of the toughest. Well, I mean, you got to go back to the early 60s to find yep. uh, double-E teams that have been this bad for, for this long. Uh, if you go back to the halfway point 
of 2019. The Elks are 8-28 and 28 in their last 36 games. And a lot of ugly streaks they're trying to end. We know about the 14-game home field losing streak. They have lost seven in a row to Saskatchewan. It was August of 2018. The uh, last time they beat the Riders, it was 20, uh, t- uh, 26-19. They lost to the Riders in October of that year. Two losses in 2019, two losses in 2021, two losses earlier this year. So they'll try to change that tomorrow. Uh, against the Saskatchewan team that, I mean, look, you certainly got to favor the Riders. I think you favor almost anybody against the Elks at this point. But, um, you know, Jamie Nye was on the show last night. This is This is not a Saskatchewan team that is firing on all cylinders going into the final third of the season. It's not a Saskatchewan team, exactly. It's not a Saskatchewan team that breeds confidence at, at all. You know, they got good pieces on their team, just like the Elks have, and I think the Riders are a better football team. But, yeah, there's uh, it starts up front, in my opinion. Well, you know, it starts with the head coach, with Craig Dickinson. And I, I have all the time in the world for Craig Dickinson, one of the best special teams co- coordinators in the history of this league. Of course, he was, you know, in Edmonton. Uh, for two seasons and of course he's with Calgary with Saskatchewan became the head coach after ironically Chris Jones left the Riders early in 2019 and went to the Cleveland Browns Um, but their discipline issues in my opinion started his feet you know that he has let things go on way too long and when you have discipline issues that's that's a coaching issue you know and I don't think it's been addressed enough in Saskatchewan and obviously they let Garrett Marino go finally after he didn't learn really anything after that four game suspension, because he just kept doing the same things that got him suspended almost. Um, But it also starts up front and I would like to counter Jamie and I and say, maybe the Elks have the worst offensive line in the league. I don't know, but this is the matchup of the two worst offensive lines in the league. That doesn't help. But um, to me, it's just, it's, it's really between the ears for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders too. And I think especially on offense and especially with their quarterback, Cody Fajardo, who, you know, hasn't played all that bad lately. He has 76% completion rate, uh, but he hasn't thrown a TD pass over that time span. And that's the last two games. So uh, he's been sacked the league high. Get this 46 times, Reed, 46 times oh. in 13 games. Although he didn't play one game. But see, that's 46 times in 12 games. That's crazy. Right. right. And, you know, Taylor Cornelius, I think it's 28 times um, in, in eight games for him. So, yeah, this is a this is a team that is they're a good football team. And I think they they have so many intangibles that you like, but you just can't have any confidence in the Saskatchewan Rough Riders right now. Uh, the Elks uh, obviously having a lot of their own issues. Um, when they play well, it's still just well enough to lose a close game, as we've seen happen mm-hmm. several times. And uh, when they play poorly or play a really good team, uh, I, I mean, they've surrendered over 40, 50 points, uh, what, four times total this season? Over, you know, yep. twice in the 40s, couple in the 50s. So that's mm-hmm. not good. Um we need changes coming up for tomorrow. Significant change. Like I know Trey Ford is back, but I don't get the impression he's going to see the field at all. Or, or, uh, not a lot, correct. maybe not at all. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's a plan for Trey Ford tomorrow. Uh, watching practice this week, he was working with the, uh, the B group and, and C group. And uh, it was all the A group for uh, Taylor Cornelius or the ones is, you know, the first team uh, offense. So it will be Taylor Cornelius. There's willing, there's no changes at all on offense. It's the same group 
on defense, there's a couple changes. Uh, Niles Morgan, their middle linebacker, who I think you can make an argument, he might be their best defender and played really well in about you know four or five games before he hurt his groin and missed the Labor Day series. He's back in middle linebacker. And, <clears throat> and I find this one... Uh, a positive as well. Christian Rector, who's maybe a little bit of under the radar defensive lineman, but he was hurt back in week, uh, uh, what was it? Week five against the Calgary Stampeders, hurt his elbow, was on a six game injured list. We haven't seen him since, so he'll play his first game since July 7th. But, you know, someone that adds the versatility that Chris Jones likes, uh, that he can line up inside, he can line up outside. Uh, decent pass rusher as well, which is what they need. I mean, their interior play has been good with uh, with Jake Ceresna and Mac Henry who is on the six game injured list uh, Jamin Pelly is is intriguing as well they haven't got much out of Coney Ely um, but they need they need better rush you know rushers pass rushers and you know Kai Ellis is, or Avery Ellis sorry has been you know decent haven't got much out of Matt Thomas he's been kind of in, invisible and that kind of makes the Thomas Koskin trade a little bit tougher to, to take, I guess. But, uh, yeah, they're basically going to go with the same group, except for Deron Carter will not start. He will be a reserve. He will dress. They'll put Tristan Decoud on the wide or the short side corner, and they will have Jamie Harry on the wide side corner. You and I were talking about Harry. He's had a couple good games. You know, he's, mm -hmm. he's shown well. Uh, Jeff Richards has been around for a couple games. Where he'll be at the uh, wide side halfback spot. Ed Ganey will occupy the short side spot at halfback, and Scott Hutter will be the free safety. So if there's one group that really needs in special teams as well, I'd throw that in there because they've struggled, and John Ryan was very uh, candid about uh, the issues with the blocked punts. Boy, the defense really needs a bounce back because they were not very good last Saturday. Well, the special teams hasn't been good all year. And I know I don't know you weren't making that point that they they were good in other games, but I mean they've had a blocked kick three games in a row. They had a field goal blocked against Ottawa, and they had a punt blocked in both games against Calgary. Uh now may, maybe is is there hope in the return game? A yes. little bit. Okay. I think so. I think so. I like what uh, what Christian Salisbury has has done. Now he made a mistake on uh the one punt where he probably should have let it go uh, over his head and just take the single and give your offense a chance to to start on the 40 but you know he's trying to field the ball and he fumbles it he gets it back but um it, it you know wasn't wasn't a smart play but i can't argue when a when a returner and it's on kickoff return i mean they're not getting a chance to punt return very much because the offenses they play are pretty good and they haven't been able to punt lately because they've just been able to stay on the field uh but when your kickoff returner is putting your offense on the 40 or around the 40, I can't argue against that. You know, their return game might be showing signs of life. I don't know how much we're going to see Dylan Mitchell. He really hasn't done very much over the last two games. It's been Christian Salisbury. Um, and actually, Jalen Marshall is listed as the other returner. Um, but I think there's some signs of life here. And let's face it, their cover units are not very good. Um, it's been an, a down year for Sergio Castillo. I think John Ryan has struggled, but I think people have struggled around him as well. But ironically, the return game kind of is threatening to be kind of good, which we haven't said very much at all in about seven years. Yeah, well, it'd be nice to have an exciting kick return touchdown before the uh, end of the season. Dave, I'll, I'll end on a lighter note because I got talking about 
I'll just give you the Coles note. I don't, I don't know if you were able to, to, to tune in, but a buddy texted me that he has a couple of players on his fantasy football team in oh. the game tonight. And I said, well, here's my quote for fantasy football. To you, there is nothing more interesting than your fantasy football team. To everyone else, there is nothing less interesting than your fantasy football team. You and I actually don't really talk about it. Do you play? Like I'm in two football leagues and one hockey league for fantasy sports. That's it. Yes, that's my that's my cap. What do you do? I play one one league. That's it. I did try two at one point and I couldn't do it. Now I am ultra competitive in this league and I have won it three times in seven years. So again, oh, no one cares except me. But I'm just going to say it. Um, so I, I like fantasy football. <laughs> I, I like that it kind of gets you more engaged and let's face it. NFL is a big league, right? And just cause you like the NFL, I, I like the NFL. I love the NFL. Um, but it doesn't mean, you know, everything about every team. So it kind of keeps me involved and engaged more. And I, I've learned more about players over the last seven, eight years that I've played than I've ever learned before. So um, it's kind of freaky how much you can kind of absorb the information of, of all these players, you know, and you're like, oh, well, hey, you know, maybe I should I should check him out or I should drop him or whatever. So um, and I will say here's here's my here's my simple advice. Do not be afraid of the waiver wire if you need to use it. Okay, don't be afraid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not real people. They don't. You don't. Have, well, they are real people, but you're not actually getting them to move to Edmonton and live in your basement. Just pick. Just claim the guy. What's the worst thing that's gonna yeah. happen? He'll be terrible. So like, what? I, I'm benching Russell Wilson this week for Kyler Murray, and Russ and I had a talk, and I said, Russ, sorry, <laughs> I need to see more, so I'm gonna put Kyler up there. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's amazing. All right, Dave, I look forward to the game tomorrow night. Thanks for checking in. Enjoy your evening in Regina. I shall. I will. Thank you very much. That is Dave Campbell, color analyst for our games here on 6.30 Chet, our Edmonton Elks games on 6.30 Chet. He had to slip that in there, eh, Kellen, that he's won this league three times in seven years. Yeah. I'll, give him, I'll give him that. He, there didn't, you go. he didn't analyze all his draft picks or the players he's claimed or the time he started player B over player A and player B got more points. Uh, he just, I, 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 I will let Dave enjoy the success. That, yeah, that's no fine. kidding. He's won, he's won three of the last seven. Uh, we'll, we'll give him that. He didn't dive into it uh, too deeply. It's 720. Uh, it is uh, Inside Sports on 630 Chet. I got a uh, section. Oh, wasn't there one in 2016? Section O just sent me a note. If the uh, double E return to kick tomorrow, it'll be the first time since the uh, Western semifinal 2014. I thought, I thought it was, um, I thought there was a kick return in 2016. I thought I looked that up earlier when we were doing a show. Okay. We'll find out during the break section or just give me a call. We're back in a couple minutes. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Yeah, it was August 28th, 2015. Kendall Lawrence, 65-yard punt return touchdown with 10.52 remaining. Uh, a win over the Argos. So that was the last double E kick return touchdown. It's been a while. It has been a while. Thank you, sectional.
I appreciate your listening section. Oh, it's always nice to get a message from you. 780-496-0063 is how you can uh, reach out to the show for touchdowns, for emotional support, whatever you need, really. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I was thinking uh, another thing that bugs me about, I don't know, how did I even get on this fantasy football tirade? Now I'm starting to think about all these things that bug me about fantasy sports. I got a quick well, text guess, about that too. Okay, I want to hear it. Read the text first. Okay, well, John texted, and he says, Reed, it's my first year playing fantasy football. I got blown out in my first game, and now I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> yeah, so now now John doesn't even right? care about his own team. He lost so bad, let alone your team. And another thing that bugs me is someone does well in fantasy sports, and then they think they know a lot about that sport. Yes. I, I'm going to tell you something. Now, you know, you know, it could be true. You could do well in fantasy sports, and know a lot about that sport, but but one doesn't equal the other. The right, exactly. Like doing well in fantasy sports. Oh, okay. So you were looking at the list of available running backs, and you drafted the guy that had fifteen hundred yards over the guy who had a thousand yards last year. That's not knowing a lot about football. That's being able to read stats and understand stats. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, there might be some research and some studying and uh, and knowing matchups involved. But the people who actually know about football are generally coaching and playing the sport. You know what I mean? Like that's yep. that's yeah. why you know when I want to know something about why a, a punt was blocked, I have John Ryan on the show, like we did a couple of days ago. When I want to know how hard it is to kick in the wind, I ask John Ryan those questions, and then when I talk about it, I I, I you know I attribute that knowledge to people who have played. Like, if you win a fantasy sports league, it doesn't mean you know a lot about football or hockey or baseball. It means you did well in that league. You, you put the right players on your team and perhaps made some astute decisions along the way. But I don't mean I don't think that means you you know a lot necessarily about that sport. No, you could. It could be both. But, that, but, but you know, don't, if a buddy ever says that to you, oh, I, I know more about football than you, then I won my fantasy league. He's paid for his own beer that night. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Absolutely. Or, or, you know, or he's, he's, I don't know, whatever. He, that's dumb. That's a, that's a flat out dumb thing. So it's like, well, you know, I, I, I won my fantasy hockey league three times. I guess I could be the GM of a pro team. No, you couldn't. Okay. No, you couldn't. There's, there's no connection. Off my chest for a while. I feel better now, Kelly. Roger Federer is retiring. Grant Canton knows the man. He's next.